Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Hello, friends. Here we are, the last episode of 2022. And I apologize in advance for the nasal or scratchy quality of my voice. I am just beginning day two of my COVID freedom. (laughs) So in some ways, it's a little shocking to think that I've flown solo on this podcast this year. And on the other hand, it feels like the most natural thing in the world. It has been delightful to find comfort and focus in my solo episodes, and I'm grateful to the incredible guests who have joined me on the show this year. In the spirit of reflection, I wanted to start this last episode of the year by sharing about some of the highs and lows of this past year. What struck me as I reminded myself of what happened this year via Google Calendar and Instagram (laughs) was that so much good came just from everyday life. We've never been a big adventure type of family in the sense of epic travel or unusual experiences, and it works for us. My thinking, and this is, I caveat, coming from a place of privilege, is that everyone has the capacity to choose their path to joy and meaningful experiences. And whether those are big adventures or everyday moments, they all matter. So here are some of the highs that I was thinking about from this past year. There were several experiences that truly felt like returning to the world. All the way back in January, skiing as a family again at Sunday River in Maine was a big deal. (laughs) Winter felt pretty long when we didn't have skiing as our recreational anchor. Going to live theater, oh my goodness, we had the gift of seeing Blue Man Group Wicked, Anastasia, all in Boston, and live performing arts is truly life-giving. Traveling for work again felt wonderful. I was in Chicago, in D.C., in Columbus, Ohio for different things. Yes, I still mask when I travel, (laughs) and it was great. It was really, really great. Also notable was my first time back on a set. I had a shoot with ButcherBox this past summer. And getting professional hair and makeup in tandem with talking about family and food, some of my very favorite topics, it felt amazing. And then summer vacation with our dear friends in Kennebunkport. I talked about it on another episode, but the day that I just bobbed along on my paddleboard chatting with my dear friend Anne while watching my friend Michael teach my kids how to surf was just pure magic for me. It was also a year that involved milestones and fun celebrations, the big one being graduating kids from elementary school and high school, obviously a huge deal. I talked about it a bit in the Parenting Milestones episode. And when I looked back at the photos on my calendar, the volume of events and things was a little staggering. But in looking back at the photos, my brain has pretty much held on to only the good parts. 
Love the selective memory. Taking Laurel to college, obviously also a huge moment and massive transition for us as a family. We celebrated our first wedding in a very long time. My friends Casey and Lauren, it was just a beautiful celebration of incredible people. And notably was the first time John and I got dressed up together since February 2020. (laughs) And then Halloween, my friend Kristen, who is just this incredible badass scientist by day and is obsessed with sprinkles and cookie decorating and things by night. She had her first cookie decorating party since the pandemic hit us. And it was also the first year that Violet and her friends stormed up the neighborhood on their own while John and I hung back with the dog and gave out candy. Felt like a big moment, actually. I also prioritized self-care this year. The big thing being finally engaging in physical therapy for my shoulder. I recorded a whole episode called Self-Care for Stubborn People about it. It's been amazing to have that situation resolved. Just amazing. Another thing I did at the end of last year was I have an incredible body worker and I booked monthly 90-minute treatments and I scheduled all of them in advance last year. And I just did the same thing for 2023. It was honestly one of the best things that I did last year. (laughs) And then books. Those remain one of my great gifts in life is the ability to read and access to books. As of the end of November, I've read 37 books. That's a little slower on the book train for me this year. I haven't really read anything since having COVID. But wow, 37. That's amazing. I just wanted to quickly shout out my favorite books of the year, which were Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. I'm not sure I've ever rooted so hard for characters and yearned for the truth to be revealed. The book has many deep threads, and as a former woman in science, it really resonated. Second, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Cerebral, yet it has many moments of levity. I actually wasn't sure I would be into this book because I'm not into gaming at all. Like, I just don't even understand it. So I wasn't sure if I could get my head into it. But the story is about so much more. And it's such a deep exploration of relationships, love, and heart. I loved it so much. It also takes place partially in the Boston area, so it was fun to hear about my old haunts. And third, True Biz by Sarah Novick offers an incredible, illuminating window into the lived experience and history of the deaf community. I just thought this was such a brilliant book. The author also intersperses ASL lessons that tie to the plot and vignettes about deaf culture. I just felt like this book was incredible, really a must read. As for the lows, there were two major ones. One, it's never easy to lose anybody, but it's tragic to lose somebody very early. And I lost a good childhood friend this past year. And then having COVID was a low. (laughs) I talk about it in last week's episode. There were many gifts and many learnings I came to, but it was just massively inconvenient, not just to me, but to other people. So that was that was hard. I realized as I was thinking about it that I didn't even rest that much after I gave birth to my two children and one of them was delivered following 58 hours of natural labor. So that's saying something. 
But that was it. Really, those were the two major things. So in a nutshell, it was a year well lived, and I'm grateful for it. We'll be right back. Before we get started, I have one bit of housekeeping. I'm going to take a two-week winter break for the holidays and will return on January 5th with a new episode. And while I hadn't planned it that way, this two-week break offers a solid intersection with what I want to share in the remainder of this episode, which is the top 11 episodes of the year. I'm choosing 11, not 10, because there was definitely a clear delineation cutoff between episodes 11 and 12. And also, why not be a rebel? And I also want to share things that I've learned or carried forward from those episodes. So number 11 is Living with Intention with guest Allie Edwards. Allie is someone I've known for a long time in internet circles, and I've always loved the vibe that comes off of her, yet we hadn't really had much deep one-on-one time until recording that episode. And I loved this quote from her. I've thought about it so much since recording with her because I don't want to leave anything on the table either. She said, I'm really conscientious about how can I live the length and the width of this experience? How can I feel all of the emotions now? How can I cry when I need to cry, be happy when I need to be happy, and let all of those things happen so that when I get to the end of this season, then I will feel like that season has been completed that I'm not leaving anything on the table. And then I received this beautiful message following that episode. I just listened to your podcast episode with Allie Edwards and just need to thank you, both of you, for the words I needed to hear. Intention, living length and width, pausing, all so good. I listened to most of it in the car after a busy day of working and running around. And when I finally got home, I just sat and listen to the end, something I never do, because it was so good. Thank you. The number 10 most listened to episode of the year is Simple Everyday Coping Tactics with Janine Halloran, LMHC. Janine is an incredibly smart and generous force in the world. You can actually feel her desire to help and create good, even if you don't know her that well or at all. We have actually not yet met in person, and it was so wonderful to connect with her on the mic. She issued a piece of very simple advice during that episode that really resonated with people, and I think it is excellent advice as we approach and land into the winter break. Janine said, and this is in advance of the summer, do as little as possible this summer. The thing that would be most helpful right now is for families to play, hang out and reconnect. I couldn't agree more. Number nine, storytelling, uncertainty, and optimism with Mary Laura Philpot. Mary Laura is a gifted memoirist, and if you listen to this episode, I think you will hear the loving warmth that captivated me when I first met her pre-pandemic. On a more personal note, just last month, I sunk into a tailspin about the manuscript I'm working on, I was conflicted by the urgent shoulds, like writing a proposal and delivering on sample chapters and pitching agents, and the way of doing things that seems to permeate the narrative of book publishing. And I was conflicted by those things against my deep wish to write the entire thing, mostly because I want my husband to be able to read the entire work before I go out with it. So I texted Mary Laura to see if she might be able to troubleshoot, and 
Not only did she say yes to hopping on the phone when she was in the middle of packing to get ready to head out to the airport, but in 20 minutes, she helped me with a massive reframe that writing out the full story is a good thing, that time is a gift when it comes to writing. Not only will you not be subject to the whims and directives of others when it comes to articulating your story, but that arbitrary deadlines are arbitrary. It was such a pivotal moment for me, and it really helped me sink back into the joy of the process. So thank you, Mary Laura. Number eight is Raising Differently Wired Kids with Debbie Reber. Debbie is one of the great gifts of the pandemic for me. We met through a conference that she was co-hosting early on in the pandemic, and now we're part of a regular colleague checking group. And I am simply amazed by the grounded and wise way she approaches everything from navigating the unknown to spreadsheets. (laughs) She nerds out with the best of them. This episode with Debbie was the first time neurodiversity was covered on Edit Your Life, and Debbie showed up with such deep love and compassion, and I learned and continue to learn so much from her. Number seven is navigating big feelings and hard conversations with Katie Hurley, LMHC, and recently minted doctor. I feel like Katie and I were separated at birth in the sense that we're both deeply focused on practical tactics anchored in a desire to help. Katie is another person I met during the pandemic professionally, and the work she does in the adolescent mental health space is so important. And as someone who grew up not supported in terms of navigating my big feelings or having hard conversations, I found this conversation so useful personally and as a parent. I hope you'll give it a listen. Number six, creating a self-directed practice. I love that this episode was so well-received because it communicates to me that people want to create something of their own, which I'm so into. (laughs) So after the structure of the daily writing practice that I described in this episode and finishing the Blueprint Challenge over the summer, I was really on a struggle bus with what to do with my manuscript, as I mentioned earlier. I went through a really busy stretch where I just felt that I didn't have time to move my manuscript forward. I didn't have enough brain space time. It just made me resentful about a lot of things I found. And inspired by her book and the interview I did with Laura Vanderkam, Time Management and Productivity, I started really leaning into toggling my to do in my calendar. And so for the writing, that meant creating a 30-minute morning recurring block early in the morning. And on the one hand, when I set this up, I thought, oh, 30 minutes is not going to be enough time to get into it. But it has proved to be amazing in helping me move my manuscript forward because I'm in it daily, even if just for a short window of time. And for work, instead of just having items on a to-do list, especially ones where I really need an hour or more of deep thinking, I've started blocking out the time on my calendar to get those done specifically. This helps me keep focused and efficient in getting things done. It's been amazing. So if you're looking to carve out something for yourself, I recommend listening to Creating a Self-Directed Practice. And then if you need to figure out how to make it happen in relation to your calendar and time management, 
listen to the episode with Laura. We'll be right back. Hi, friends. We're back. Number five in the list of most listened to episodes is tiny moments of self-love. So every morning when I make my coffee, I think about the fact that when we were deep and early in the pandemic, the tiny act of whether or not I had set up the coffee the night before could make or break my morning. I'm not even kidding about this. If I remembered to set it up the night before, I was euphoric in the morning when I could just press boop and make the coffee start going. If I didn't, I wanted to Connie Corleone the kitchen and smash dishes. It is a deep relief to have evolved from that very fragile place, but tuning into the tiny moments of self-love remains my anthem for life. I love that this episode resonated with people. We will all benefit from tapping into the tiny joyful things that are immediately within our reach. Number four, perfectly imperfect planning with Sarah Hart Unger. I loved recording this episode with Sarah because she is totally the kind of person we're seeing her from a distance. I'm like, I don't get how she does all the things she does. And then I learned in this episode that part of her special sauce involves embracing perfectly imperfect planning and really leaning into the tools and processes that bring joy. This is such a great listen, especially as you start orienting your mind on what you want to do in 2023 and how to get it done in a way that is compassionate and true to your values. Number three, weathering pandemic stress and uncertainty with Jonathan Baxter, LMHC. It was so personally touching to me that this episode with my incredible life partner, Jonathan Baxter, was in the top five and notably the top guest interview of the year. John is remarkable in so many ways. He is a true partner, someone who is not intimidated by how I move through the world. I can be a lot, let's just be clear. And he's ready to be both supportive and also push back and challenge my perspective and approach, always with deep respect. A few comments from listeners. Episodes with John Baxter are the best. Thank you for this episode, real talk and real support and real solutions. Loved all the metaphors in this episode. This person was referring to Team Goose versus Team Meerkat. And if you want to know what that is, go listen to the episode. And I feel like this quote from John is everything. May we all find more space for self-compassion and forgiveness. He said, self-compassion and forgiveness for the self, acceptance of, okay, this is who I am right now could reasonably be considered the core of emotional facility. Number two, weekend food prep. This was such a fascinating episode to prepare because through my interactions with people on social media and through the podcast, I've learned that people really love a very specific and tactical nuts and bolts walkthrough from me. So it was really, really fun to put this together. I love thinking about food. I love eating food. I love the power of food to serve as an act of love and a cultural conduit. And of course, I also love building in efficiencies around food prep since there is so much cooking to do in life, especially if you're cooking for multiple people. So I recommend giving this episode a spin to think about optimizations. So much of this weekend food prep that I talked about in this episode is still part of my routine. Also, if you haven't listened yet, I recommend you tune into the episode, Food Reframes and Practical Tactics 
with the incredible Stacey Billis. I had so many aha moments hearing Stacey's perspective on how our approaches and understanding of food can shift over time. That episode really blew my mind. (laughs) I thought it was going to be all practical and it was a little bit therapy. It was pretty great. Okay. And the number one most listened to episode of 2022 was Sustainable Habits and Joyful Goals. Perhaps it was because this was my very first episode, Flying This Ship Solo, but wow, I was just delighted to see that this was the top episode of the year. It was affirming of my perspective on the power of small moments and finding ways to make things work for you. And also the sustainability piece is so important when it comes to habits and goals. One listener commented, I always have the best intentions at the beginning, but making the habits stick long-term are always a problem for me. That's so many of us. Also, this comment shared at the beginning of the year is one that I've heard repeatedly through the year. And it just, it was very eye-opening for me. And I hadn't imagined that that would be the result. And it's delighting and humbling every time I hear it. This listener wrote, I just finished your first solo podcast and wanted to share how much I loved it. I always felt Edit Your Life was me eavesdropping on your friendship with Asha. Now it feels like you're talking directly to me. I'm so honored to be here talking to you. Truly, thank you. For your next edit, my last one of 2022, as you reflect on this next year ahead, I want you to think about your sustainable habits by building in buffer time. We all need degrees of freedom in our lives for the unexpected, both positive and negative. And I've learned time and again how powerful these buffers are. I want to read you something that I shared on February 3rd of this year on Instagram. Hi, friends. No new episode today. And I thought I would take a sec to give you a look into what it looks like to plan a year-round podcast and relate it back to a tenant of Edit Your Life. Way back in November, which feels like 32 months ago, As I built the 2022 calendar, I did all the usual things, built in off weeks around school breaks, a bi-weekly cadence for the summer, and three weeks off for winter break. But knowing that Asha was not returning in 2022, and not really knowing what my life was going to look like, I also looked at the schedule holistically and built in a few random buffer weeks to give me a little space for, well, potential chaos. This is one of those buffer weeks, hence no new episode today. And I couldn't have accidentally planned it better. I was away this past weekend, rare occurrence, which meant I didn't take care of a lot of work and household things I normally tap into over the weekend. And work-wise, this week has been a lot. Monday was particularly hard. And at 6 p.m., I just stared at the floor in complete exhaustion and maybe a smidge of defeat and said to my kids, children, I am overwhelmed. Anyway, here's to creating pockets of space, even in things you love. I love this podcast so much. I'm grateful for the wonderful feedback you have shared about 2022's first few episodes. And I will be back next week with an excellent guest interview on, appropriately, mental health. You'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. 
I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life, a review on Apple Podcasts, or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening, and I hope you carve out many tiny moments for joy and care this holiday season. I will be back with you on the mic January 5th.